0: A few weeks ago, on an episode of Deconstruct, our reporter Susanna Cavanaugh looked into migration patterns during the pandemic, how people fled New York City, and how people are now starting to come back. But how has that affected rents in the city? How has the influx of people back to New York affected inventory? And are there still apartments to be rented? Have landlords dropped sweeteners like a month of free rent? Welcome to Deconstruct, a podcast by The Real Deal, your source for all things real estate. I'm your host, Isabella Far, and today we're answering a few of those questions and digging into the state of New York City's rental market and what it'll look like through the end of the year. By now, we're all familiar with the story. At the start of the pandemic, rents plummeted and people fled the city.
1: At the bottom of the market about, you know, roughly a year ago, uh, we saw rents kind of across the board drop 15 to 20 percent.
0: This is Adrian Savino.
1: You know, as vaccination rates kind of climbed and, and people felt safer coming back, there was some, you know, office reopenings and and you know, restaurants and retail kind of came back a bit, obviously not not recovered fully. You uh, know, people started coming back to the city.
0: By August of this year, Rent was almost back to what it was when the pandemic hit.
1: But we've seen, you know, a three to five percent increase month over month, kind of getting back to pre pre-COVID levels. So just in Manhattan, July to August, there was a four percent increase. Average rents were roughly thirty eight fifty. They're closer to you know four to forty one in that range. So you saw about a five percent increase there, and then in Brooklyn, you saw about a three to four percent increase from you know twenty eight fifty to three thousand.
2: We really had what I would call a square root recovery, where all of a sudden leasing just spiked up, and that was really after vaccinations began.
0: Heather Moore at Graystar says leasing really started to pick up in April and has continued through the summer and into the fall. Now, inventory is low, and it's difficult to even find an apartment to rent. Heather, is inventory usually this low in August through September? Is this sort of continued traffic after the summer normal?
2: No. Um, so it's the new pandemic normal, I guess, where the supply and demand cycles are are almost inverted. So what I would share with you is, is typically we would have a lot of inventory in July and August. And as we got into August, every building owner and operator would say, we better get these leases signed because come Labor Day weekend, every go- everybody goes away, and then your rental traffic just dries up for the rest of the year. So whatever you have on the market is like what you're gonna sit with essentially until February.
0: Another driver of this demand was the fact that international students in New York were finally coming back to the city this year. Given that colleges were mostly remote last year, the city was missing a sizable portion of its usual renters. Robert Schmidt at the Guarantors talked about this a little bit more.
1: New York City has approximately 125,000 international students with many living off campus. We had two events happening. First, most students went home during the COVID year um, with schools remote. That meant almost all students would need a new apartment this year, plus the fact you had two years of students that never attended in-person classes yet also arriving at the same time. This resulted in high-end, newer apartment buildings being rented extremely fast, with many running out of inventory by late August.
0: So we've talked a lot about the demand for apartments in New York City. I have two questions. What are some of the specific neighborhoods really driving this demand? And are there other areas where demand hasn't really fully
2: recovered? Yeah, excellent question. Midtown is still pretty sleepy. And it's really because that, you know, that renter that needs that wants a quick walk to work who always, uh, you know, would rent an apartment right there that that hasn't fully returned. Um, but the other markets like southern part of Manhattan, anything down in Fidey, Village, any of those places, Chelsea is still pretty hot.
0: I asked Adrian the same question.
1: There were certain neighborhoods that were, you know, although affected, kind of insulated through COVID, you know, parts of the West Village, parts of Brooklyn, you know, parts of Upper East, Upper West were, were, you know, that were, I guess, perceived as more residential to start were not as affected as, you know, parts of like Midtown, parts of the East Village, um, parts of the Lower East Side that were, you know, historically more transient, you know, spoke to student demographic and and uh, younger, you know, younger professionals. We kind of saw those neighborhoods continue to to benefit. So, you know, across the city, like the Flatiron District, parts of like Nolita, West Village, um, Greenwich Village, Tribeca, those, those neighborhoods kind of saw the kind of migration back start first, but we're, we're seeing it kind of citywide now where most of the, you know, deals have been found and picked off and and people are, are kind of fully back to the city. During
0: the pandemic, a lot of renters found pretty good deals, not only because rents were low, but landlords were also giving out concessions and perks like one to two months of free rent to attract people. A friend of mine got a free storage unit.
1: Generally, concessions are offered to incoming tenants that Changed a little bit during COVID because to retain, you know, everyone was kind of shifting focus from uh, new tenants because no one was coming in to retention. All of the existing tenants, the landlords were having to offer two to three months free to renew people. That is not generally how concessions are offered. Concessions are usually offered on you know bigger new development projects that need to fill up you know 100, 200, 300 100 units um, in a short period of time, or they're offered you know on a one-off basis to incoming renters. But as rents started
0: to climb, landlords realized they couldn't keep giving out these deals and they didn't have to.
2: We reduced concessions very quickly because we finally had this onslaught of traffic.
1: As the the wave kind of continued where people were migrating back to the city, you know, you saw people go, or landlords, I should say, go from, you know, two to three months, then it was one to two months. You know, now it's, you know, maybe no no free rent to, to one month. I think there's definitely a... A sample size of people that are, that did sign uh, leases during COVID there, you know, were highly, uh, there was a lot of concessions offered. So I think that as long as most of those landlords stay on trend with trying to raise rents back to like market rate, you know, because the, the market has improved so much, you're going to see a, a decent amount of inventory turnover. These people that were again, bargain hunting and looking for deals, you know, are going to go from, you know, two to three months free to, you know, no free rent or, or potentially an increase on, on the gross basis.
0: That means everyone who found a sweet deal on Street Easy last year might be forced to cough up some more cash for rent.
1: Generally on renewals, you'll see a you know three to five percent increase on gross rent and there will be no free rent offered. This year, we just talked about people that are going to be expiring from leases in the actually you not know, two to three months that have, let's call it one to three months of free rent depending on when they signed. It's going to be a very interesting conversation to kind of see play out between existing you know renters or I should say tenants and the landlords that, that own the buildings. People that are going to be expiring from leases, there's going to be a huge spread between what they were paying and kind of like current market rate.
0: And given that a lot of companies are set to reopen their New York offices in January, Heather is expecting this demand for apartments to steadily continue through then,
2: which it usually doesn't. What we do expect is that this traffic pattern should continue into January. Um, Usually, typical demand starts picking up around Valentine's Day into you know the first week of March
0: most people don't want to move in the dead of winter. Basically, if you're looking to rent in New York City right now, don't expect to find a great deal with a few months of free rent. Deconstruct airs every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Or you can listen at therealdeal.com or check us out on Instagram. For comments on this episode or on the series, feel free to reach me at podcasts at therealdeal.com. Next week, Reporter Sasha Jones talks about how street vendors are recovering during the pandemic and new state legislation that would eliminate New York City's cap on the number of licenses for street vendors. Tune in then.